Welcome to Pivot, a podcast hosted by Katie Day, where we find out how business owners have been pivoting their businesses to stay relevant and successful. Hey guys, what's going on? Katie Day with the Move Me to Texas team with Coble Banker Realty in Houston, Texas, here with another episode of the Pivot podcast. Today, I am joined by my good friend, Stephen Kim Holmes. <laughs> no, that's not my name. <laughs> uh, by my good friend, Stephen Kim. <laughs> uh, Stephen, how are you doing today? Steve Kim Holmes. I'm amazing, Katie Day. How are you doing? I am doing well. It's so good to connect with you. Yeah, you as well. And you know what? Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I take this as a huge honor. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm I'm excited that we get to connect and kind of talk a little little business strategy and stuff like that. Um, so Steve and I actually met initially via Instagram. <laughs> Um, so, Steve, so Steve is a uh, business coach and client of the Tom Ferry coaching system. Um, so he was featured on one of Tom Ferry's blogs. And, you know, so like you read the blog and he talks about, you know, agents or whatever. So I started following him. And I guess, did you follow me back? Uh, probably. Maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know what? It's... I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, probably. Well, because we, because we knew each other, like when, when, and then basically fast forward, you know, six months, I don't know when your, your, your blog post was, but fast forward six months or a year later, we were in Anaheim at the summit yeah. and both of us work, wake up early in the morning and work out. So we were both in the gym at like five, 6am before the conference and we passed each other. And I think, was it you that said it to me or me that said it to you? And you're oh, like, totally said it to you. You're too fancy. I was like, Katie day. You're like, Oh, and we had like sleep in her eyes and everything. Like, our faces were like all mangled from the night before. But I was like, what I loved was that it was just this instant connection and how you were on Instagram was exactly how you were in real life. And I, I totally appreciated that. So it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just funny. Cause like we met in the gym, I think it was like day one of summit, you know, cause we both gotten in the night before um, we're working out at the gym. And then like, we basically hung out. We kept running into each other that week. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. we didn't, we just were like, oh, hey, cool. It was like, great to meet you. Went on with our workouts, but then we yeah. kept popping up, you know, and seeing each other. Um, and I'd, I'd like to think we've become good friends now at this point, um, you know, in my mind, maybe not in yours, but in mine. <laughs> no, in my mind, we're great friends. How about that? Not good friends, great friends. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm glad uh, we're on the same page there because that would be, this would be awkward yeah. if it weren't. <laughs> Anyways. So, um, but yeah, so we met um obviously initially over social media we met in person and then um the thing that i really like about you steve is that one you're super positive um even when things are down or when you know things are tough i feel like you always seem to find a silver lining um and you know i think that you give really good business advice so i, I enjoy our conversations i enjoy catching up with you because you know i'll be i'll be really down or really upset and we have a conversation and you're like but look at all these things that are going well for you right now, you know? So it's, uh, it's a good, a good, oh, it's a good time. That's a huge compliment coming from you, by the way, because you know so many people, like, honestly, like, that is awesome. So thank you. I take a, that, I don't know, that just totally, like, made my day. One other thing, too, we should share. When we met in Anaheim, I'm pretty sure for the duration of Summit, all you did was make fun of my Canadian accent. Well, it's so I didn't necessarily make fun of your accent. There are just certain words that you say that sound funny. So, like what? Um, like about, like about. don't try to Americanize it. You also say admin, admin. Yeah, admin. 
No, you're now you're just saying it like an American to make me seem like a crazy person. <laughs> Anyways, let's uh, let's dig in. So I know you haven't been a real estate agent full time your entire life. So what did you do prior to this? And then I guess talk a little bit about uh, making bridging the gap and getting into real estate full time. Yeah, great question. So I knew from a very like early age, like I wanted to do something with kids, whether it's teaching, counseling, whatever the case may be. Uh, I got into teaching 16 years ago. Oh, actually, no. Um, I was a teacher, elementary school teacher, grade eight for 16 years. I left the board about a year and a half ago. So less than two years. Um, and I didn't leave because I was like disenfranchised, like I'm overworked teachers, blah, blah, blah. No, like I left because I wanted to pivot. <laughs> I wanted to pivot into something else in my life that, um, I really wanted to see how well I could, could, could be in this real estate, uh, industry. And so after 16 years of, I'm going to say, a very successful teaching career uh, and coaching sports teams and sitting on councils with the board, I said, you know what, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off and I'm going to go all in on real estate. And at that point, I was uh, part-time real estate for about uh, almost six years. And I did, I did pretty well um, in the six years going part-time. Um, but it was really when I pulled, ripped the Band-Aid off and I went full-time all last year and in this year that it was just... I'm going to say a very quick, sharp, exponential rise in the real estate industry. And that's not, not me like patting myself on the back, but it was really like I could only do real estate in a particular number of hours while yeah. teaching full time. When I had the freedom and flexibility to do more real estate, more calls, more appointments, the whole gamut, it was pretty bananas what happened to the business. And so... I still miss teaching very dearly. Um, and who knows, maybe when I'm 50, I'll go back into teaching. And so a lot of you that are listening to this, like, you know, are just listening to this on Spotify or Apple, Apple podcasts or whatever, but Stephen, Stephen Kim uh, is blessed with Asian genes. So he could actually already be 50 or 60, but you have no idea. So it's, it's funny to me when you say that you're a, te a teacher for 18 years because you look like you're 18 years old. So okay. kind of funny. The hairline, like, come on, come on. Uh, you know, when, when it's cut shorter, I feel like normally it's a little bit closer, you know, yeah, to the yeah. scalp. So yeah, it's difficult to tell where that hairline hairline is, you know. Oh, um, Katie Day. So, yeah, I mean, and I think at the end of the day, you know, I mean, you're also a husband, you're also a father. So it's like, you know, there's only a certain amount of hours in the day. So it's really been cool to see how much your business has grown um, over the past few years since we've known each other yeah. um, when when you're kind of doing it full time, for sure. Um, so I think um, I guess the first the first part kind of that I wanted to talk about as far as COVID and 2020 it, this has been a very interesting year, to say the least. What would you say is the biggest positive that you've seen this year, either personally or professionally, um, you know, just kind of in all of the changes and things that have been happening in 2020? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped that you brought up like the husband and the father, the family component, because it is so, so important to me. Like I'm going to say all parents, um, people who are deeply rooted in their family, it is number one for me in my life. So um the, the nice segue in that is the fact that, you know, despite going through a global pandemic and, you know, the unfortunate circumstances of like people dying and people getting sick, which is horrific to say the least, uh, there's been a lot of pain and turmoil in that. I guess the silver lining for me personally is the fact that I was able to spend much more time with my family, my wife and my kids, because, you know, like speaking to all the parents out there, like, 
you understand the power of a routine and scheduling your kids, getting them up in the morning, which can be like, you know, the toughest part of any, any negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just this, this, this sense of, I'm going to say like almost like peace in that, you know, there were not like, we weren't so strictly adhering to a schedule. And so being able just to enjoy my kids, right. As opposed to like quickly getting them up out the door into school, things like that, but just kind of going at our own pace was huge for, for us. We got to play a lot. We got to spend a lot of quality time. And as realtors, we're always on, right. We, we are always on. I'm, I'm going to say a lot of us are, have a challenge are challenged by not being able to master our own schedule because we are in a very kind of reactive industry. And so being able to spend this time with my family, but really be present was huge for me. I'm going to say it's the number one benefit, um, I guess through COVID. And then I guess professionally what I saw was, you know, everyone was like, you know, we have to, we have to pivot. We have to change into doing things more virtually and innovative and social media and video and blah, 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 blah. You know, not to sound pompous, but I was putting out a lot of content to begin with. And so I guess when COVID hit the attention, I, I, I ended up kept capturing more attention on mm -hmm. my content and that that's what people were doing. And so now my phone, my DMS going like ringing off the hook, off the hook because I stayed consistent during COVID. I didn't yeah. listen chill, really, <laughs> right? That's the big thing. So, um, you know, and then in terms of some content, some like specific content was, you know, my whole mantra of like being great, being be kind, paying it forward. I really wanted to highlight all of the amazing businesses in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So just like you, Katie, I know you crushed that scene in supporting local businesses, getting them on podcasts. I did the same thing and it was pretty powerful to see just how appreciative people were when you were coming at it from a complete place of service. I just want to serve you. I want to promote your business and I'm not looking for anything in return. And that was a very powerful, um, I'm going to say that very powerful period in, in I'm going to say social media during COVID for me. Yeah. 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 And I think that um, one thing too, especially in seeing a lot of the podcasts and, and live interviews and things like that, that you were doing throughout um, kind of the stay at home order, at least, and, um, you know, kind of the height of everything happening was it was such a nice like break in social media, you know, it's like people are complaining about having to wear masks or having to be home or the grocery stores or whatever. And it was like, so cool to see, you know, these local businesses that you go to on a very regular basis, like, you know, talking about what they do best and talking about like different specials that they're running or how mm -hmm. they're delivering food or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was really nice for me, even from afar, it'd be even cooler, you know, if obviously it's the neighborhood that I live in and, you know, I know Bob or whoever it is that runs that store. So um, I thought that was really cool. There was, you know what, there was, there's a local pizza place in my community. They've been operating for 41 years, 41 years. And I remember they were doing these amazing pizza pizza kits that you would take home, make with your family, whoever it may be. Yeah. Uh, and I remember ordering four pizza kits and I, <laughs> I popped open the trunk of my car and there's like this younger kid. He's like, without saying anything, he's like, it's funny because you refer to me as Stephen Kim Holmes. This kid's like, uh, are you Stephen Kim Holmes? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. And he, I, we're, we're talking through the rear view, rear view mirror. He's yeah. Like, oh, gosh. He's like, I saw your highlight of my parents' uh, pizza place. I just want to say, our family thanks you so much. 
so much for just doing that because no one's doing that. No one's doing that yeah. level of support. And he's like, you know, don't pay for the pizza kits. And I was like, too bad. I already paid online. And yeah. it was a take my money. Right. And then that was such a great feeling. Right. And so you talked about the silver lining, despite, you know, a global pandemic tragedies in your life. I think one of the keys to stay positive is giving back. And I share this with a lot of people, like you're having a crappy day, whatever the case may be, give back to other people. Even if you think you're not in a position to give back, just watch how powerful that selfless giving is. It'll, it just, it's transformative to say the least. Um, <laughs> kind of, kind of on a lighter note of that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I do truly like love supporting local businesses, like not just restaurants and bars and things like that, but whenever, um, especially through all of, um, you know, all of the past few months, whenever I go and get to go food from a restaurant and it's like terrible greasy food, I always tell my personal trainer that I'm just trying to support local businesses. <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's like, okay, like I get what you're saying. He's like, but you could just give them money. And I'm like, well, but like, then they have food that's going to go bad. Like my yeah. money is great, but like, you know, there needs to be, there needs to be goods and services exchanged, you know, yeah. it was like, it's similar to me training with you, you know, I'm just trying to support local, you know? So um, I, I laugh when you're like, I picked up four pizza kits, you know, yeah. obviously for your family but like you know i'm just trying to support local yeah we don't need four pizza kits not one bit but it's just like you know what like we freeze them we can use them for whatever yeah. supporting people during that time so uh which was pretty awesome and i was following all your stuff too which was like on point um I'm keeping I, you katie day <laughs> i do love that with the local restaurants a lot of them did do like meal kits and stuff like that so it was really cool to be able to like replicate the meals that you would get in the restaurant but like have a fun family night or have a fun date night or even just a night by yourself yeah. you know eating a pizza or making i did like ramen like they, they made like noodle kits and stuff like that so um i i had a lot of fun with those for sure and how is it is it ramen really good when it's fresh in the restaurant like objective so, not bad yeah no i mean it's really good so i mean you have to think like the the two major components of any noodle dish are going to be the noodles and the broth yeah right so the you know broth that i got was it was a brisket ramen so it was a beef broth and like it you know came in one of the little plastic containers like that you would get chinese food in and mm -hmm. like it had probably an inch of like fat on top like so it was it was legit like awesome you know narrowly fatty goodness um mm. i kind of forgot why we were even on this podcast anymore we could just talk about food for I an know. hour Let, honestly like i still remember that time we went to summit or when we were at summit we went to this real cool food mart and that was awesome that was really yeah cool. that's i think when we realized that we were going to be friends is when we ordered like all of the food. And then oh, like, goodness. I turned to you and I was like, what do you think about dessert? And you're like, totally in, let's do it. Like, it. We're totally judging you by the way. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> judging me for not eating more food. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I don't think honestly that you changed your business significantly. I think you just continue to do what you needed to do over the past six months this year. You know, like I, I don't think, there was an act like a time that you're like, I need to adjust how I'm doing business. You know, I think that you were already doing a lot of video. You were already doing a lot of things virtually, you know, with, um, you know, coaching and things like that. We're very fortunate to have been using zoom for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so I guess, what would you say were some specific things 
you know, as you transitioned into real estate that helped you to, to become successful? And then as well this year, were there specific things that you were like, I really need to like double down on this or ensure that I'm doing this every day to stay relevant and successful? Yeah, I think, yeah, great. So to kind of answer like both parts of the question, number one, like what were some things that I guess helped me to get to kind of where I'm at? Number one is really mastering your schedule, not deviating from the course. So like I'm a morning person, uh, I'm up before five. So anywhere between 4.45 to five. And I give myself that kind of 15 minute grace period. So me kind of sleeping in is waking up at five, I guess. Um, Yeah, but that's, that's just because that comes at a circumstance because of the fact that I'm not going to sit here and whine and complain. Oh, I need more hours in the day. No, you can go get the hours. It just means you got to work, wake up earlier. Yeah. Step number one, I adhere to that schedule even during COVID. So as other people were like, you know what? It's COVID. There's not much happening. I'm going to wake up at seven or eight or nine or 10 or whatever. That didn't happen. So because, because of that, it just kept me operating at a higher level of efficiency. Um, the second thing is, is that really being able to get on the virtual experience as quick as possible. So one of the things you mentioned was Zoom. That was huge for me. Like I remember still to this day, which wasn't a long time ago, my first virtual listing presentation that I signed. And I remember getting off Zoom being like, oh my God, like I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. Still to this day, I physically not met my clients, myself. Yeah, yeah. Which blows my mind. Everything was done virtually. Everything was done virtually. So that was huge. And then, you know what? I remember it was probably back in like June. I saw someone being like, oh, you know, our virtual experience is like Matterport 3D floor plans. And I was like, what? I'm like, that's not new. We were always doing that, right? Yeah. But you put on them though. Like, and the thing is, I don't look at it being like, oh, you know, that's old technology. But I'm like, good for that person to pick up something new in their marketing arsenal. And share that, right? And so I'm like, good on you. Keep doing that. What mm-hmm. else are we doing? What else as an industry are we doing in terms to to provide, I guess, the best service possible? So I know I'm kind of jumping back and forth between uh, both uh, answers. But another thing, too, is staying consistent. And I knew this. And I knew when people were saying video, 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 I knew it's a long play. So I'm wickedly patient. I never did like one or two videos and then I quit and gave up. I did a video every single one to two videos every single day for over two years. And I shared on summit with uh, Jason Pantan on, on the marketing part is that now this year it equates to 60% of my business. That's so that's crazy. And so people were like, Oh, 60% of your business. Like, you know, what kind of business are you doing? Like 60% of what? 60% of like $20,000. No, like, I don't know. Do I share numbers on this? Podcast? If you want to. Okay. So like right now closed, we are 531. Uh, pending. We have about another, uh, just under 110 is pending. So you talk 60% of that, 60% of just over 600,000 is a lot of money on social media. And that's staying consistent, staying consistent. Yeah. I think, I think that's the hardest thing though. And I, I was actually talking to to my coach about that today is like knowing that, you make a phone call and you're not going to get an appointment that phone call, you know, knowing that you are going to shoot a video and someone's not going to call you and say, I want you to help me buy a house or I want you to sell my house. And it's like, I know this, I tell people this, you know, I run a team. I, I coach people with this every, every single day. And I'm on, I'm on the call. just feeling like, man, I'm making so many calls and no one's <laughs> picking up. And you know, woe is me. And he's just looking at me like, you're, are you, we're, this is what we're talking about today. Yeah, so yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's with the video is that people don't think that it's good enough or they, you know, don't get any calls from it. And, and you can see with your videos, a significant progression in the quality, right? So even when it was you with a cell phone walking down the street, right? Yep. You're putting them out every day. And then it's like, okay, now we're green screening. Now we've got a videographer. Now we've got, we're mic'd up now, yep. you know, and all of these things. I mean, we've, we've all done it. No one, no one has the budget or the time to be like, I'm hiring a videographer and putting out production quality, you know, stuff day one. Well, most people think that they're like, oh, you know, the, the question I get asked all the time is, do you have a videographer? Well, I have an editor. Yeah. Who does like listing videos for me. So he kind of wears both hats. But at the end of the day, it's been a pretty seamless transition. He came in with me having put out a year's worth of content. Yeah. So exactly what I was exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. So going in like this, I hopefully, you know, realtors are listening. When you hire a videographer, just make sure they're not it's not a silver bullet in that they're going to solve all your social media woes yeah. you need to have enough content for them to be like, Oh, so this is what Katie's about. This is what Sean's about. Like that's the reason why it fails all the time. It's not the videographer's problem. It's just that you haven't given direction. There's no clear direction in terms of who you are, what you're about. Yeah. So, and, and, and another thing too, is a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, you have a videographer, you know, or, you know, but he has a videographer, but she has a video editor. Okay, we've put out enough content to get to that point, right? So I think that's something people have to think about is like start on your iPhone without a gimbal, without a mic. Yeah. Because that shows like that's raw and authentic and there's still a place for raw and authentic on social media. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it drives me crazy is sometimes those videos where I'm like, at a at well not really now but like at an event or at a restaurant or at something and I'm like this this would be really cool let me shoot it and all I have is my phone and no mic maybe I put it to my headphones and do a quick whatever that normally ranks better and gets more views and shares and story reposts and all the things than like you know the the videos that I'm paying my videographer to shoot on his you know mirrorless blah 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 you know with a gimbal uh, you know, so, and you know what, like that's, there's, there's such a huge space for that because everyone thinks that like social media is for like perfectly curated and crafted content. Yeah, I guess so. Like there definitely is a place for that, but trust me, there is a tremendous need for just like raw, authentic content. And so one of the things when I entered into the social media sphere is I didn't want to post anything personal. Uh, I didn't want to post anything about my family. So mm-hmm. you will never see my my kids' faces. So whether it's on stories or whatever, they're wearing glasses or I'll, I'll put a, an emoji on their face. You know what's wild though? This is what's crazy. So my daughter just turned eight. Jordan just turned eight and Noah just turned five. I posted a picture of my daughter and I when she just turned, when she was two and a half uh, a few weeks ago. It is my highest ranking post of all time. It's and I'm not talking like a little bit. I'm talking it just blew. Give the people what they want. <laughs> because they're like, you know what? Steve talks so much about being a dad. And I do. I just want people to know that like, I'm a kick-ass dad. I'm a kick-ass dad first and foremost. So when I show those pieces, it's like people are like, oh my gosh. Like he never exposes this part of his world. So to yeah. get a little bit of a glimpse in that, I just, I thought, it is so tremendously powerful. And the reason I share that is because I hope someone hears this and be, and says like, you know what, I'm just going to show them a little bit about who I am. Right. Yeah. And I think that speaks volumes to building that trust that we all so desperately are trying to, to get as realtors. Yeah. 
No, I mean, we could, we could go on for hours about this, but um, I actually, there's a restaurant here that they don't post their child on social media and they literally, her hashtag is emoji baby because they always put an emoji over her face. Yeah, and yeah. I was having a conversation with one of the owners earlier this week. And I, asked, I was like, how's emoji baby doing? Like I literally, like that, those were the words that came out of my mouth, you know? So it's like, it's kind of funny. Like she's developed her own persona, yeah. you know, that she doesn't even know about, or maybe she does. I don't know. That so. is so funny. That's hilarious. So yeah. Personal content reigns supreme. Always, always. Um, cool. So I feel like, you know, we've taken a little bit of a turn on this in this conversation, but all good. Um, what would you say? What would you say? No, no, I'm I'm gonna go even further off the off the course here. What would you say is a fun fact about you? Something either that no one knows about you or, you know, like your hidden talent or secret or something like that. Sweet. I don't know if it's a, 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 a secret, but I was a, I don't even, I don't even know if I could say this, but I was a professional DJ for how many years now is it? It'd be 22 years that I was a, a professional DJ. And I'm talking like working in clubs, working in clubs. So not like, you know, bedroom DJ kind of doing this and that, but um, working in some clubs, some pretty big clubs. So that's cool. On the ones and twos. <laughs> what was your name? DJ Stevie K. Okay. <laughs> you know, when I was, I remember when like just starting up, my buddy was like, oh man, you got to call yourself DJ Soul and like Souls and like Soul South Korea. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> good plan. Good dad joke. But you know, at that point, how many ever years ago you were like, no man, that's not cool. No. No, today not, you would be like all in cooler, so but that yeah that was a, a little known fact that's, that's interesting what yeah. what kind of style dj were you uh i did a lot of house music okay. so that was kind of like my big thing when i was in clubs it was a lot of kind of the generic top 40s and stuff but yeah. really at the end of the day like uh, i was a big house junkie i love my house music so that's yeah. awesome. I don't think you even knew that, eh? I no, I did. Eh, I didn't know that. Um, you didn't know that about me. About you know, I didn't know that. Um, but I mean, that explains a lot. The um, Stephen and I, along with a few other people, um, were in like a forty-minute Uber ride when we were in California, and we got to take over the sound system in the car. And like, I you did, you did uh, have a little bit more. Uh, excitement about the electronic <laughs> music over the the rap music and the rock music so that that explains a lot that forever reminds me of higher love honestly every, every time i hear that song it just makes me smile i think about our you know quick little jaunt over to huntington beach an hour and a half later yeah that was uh that, that was hilarious that was awesome <laughs> yeah no that was a good time Cool. As far as any other advice or anything else that you want to add, um, I know we've kind of been all over the board here. Is there anything else that you want to add as far as, you know, business advice, entrepreneurship advice, things like that? Um, entrepreneurial advice, it's hard and it should be hard, right? Whatever you're trying to attain, whatever goal you're trying to pursue, it's got to be hard. And if it's not hard, then you're selling yourself short. That's number one. And just understand that like, part of this no one's really got the perfect formula we're all learning so whether you follow this person that person whatever like at the end of the day you do you you'll find your own tribe and then hedge hard on that never deviate from who you are and just take every like fail failure as a learning opportunity and i know that's crazy cliche to say but the people who get it get it 
Like if you think you want to do something, you want to pursue a goal or a passion and it's going to be perfect without any hiccups or obstacles, you're in for, and you laugh, you're in for a huge, huge or a rude awakening, right? So to be able to kind of build up that resilience to, to kind of push through that, like COVID-19 was a, is a perfect example. Yeah. Pushing through a global pandemic. What are you going to do? Fold your cards because of the environment and the circumstances or no, you're going to do you, you're going to get stuff done. Right. And the people who got stuff done, they're sitting leaps and bounds ahead of other people. Right. Not that like I, I feel, you know, any sense of like, you know, pride being ahead of someone. But no, but like it's, you know, if you're ahead of someone, your goal is to bring other people up along the way. Yeah. I know. That's like that's like Mr. Kim putting his teacher hat on more than like a realtor hat. But yeah, I, I think it served me very well being an entrepreneur. Yeah, no, for sure. So one thing I, I realized I didn't introduce in the beginning was where you actually are. All we yeah. all we covered yeah. is you being Canadian. Yeah. So my apologies. <laughs> um, so Steve Kim is a real estate agent in the Toronto area. Uh, Richmond Hill is your where you live, right? Yeah. So can uh, I qualify that? Because a lot of people say, oh, he's from Toronto, Canada. That's Ontario. like that's like me saying Katie Day's from Houston, USA. <laughs> Okay, so why don't you tell everyone where you're from and how they could get in contact with you or um, how, you know, if they were looking to connect or anything like that, where or how they could do that. Amazing. Uh, from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And then in terms of uh, following me, I'm going to say, check me out. I know Katie's uh, posted my handle on there. Just check me out at, at Stephen Kim Holmes uh, and then just uh, send me a DM and I would love to uh, love to connect. Here to serve, happy to serve. Cool. Well, Steve, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time to chat today and you know, talk talk business a little bit, talk talk life. Yeah, more life than business, I think. Yeah. Thank you, Katie Day, for having me on. You're awesome. I take this as a huge, huge opportunity. Uh, so yeah, I'm just really humbled that you asked me to do this. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate uh, you as well. And I'll, I'll see you soon. Boom! Virtual fist bump. Peace. Be great, be kind. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pivot. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and follow Katie on social media at MoveMe2TX to stay up to date in all things real estate.